pretty much anyone someone asked me about film school and like they're like oh why don't you just go to film school like this is my like textbook answer to them I'll be like why would I go to film school to learn about like film profs that didn't make it Welcome, Bridget. I'm so excited to have you and talk to you today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Very, very special. Um, yeah, and this is the first uh, episode that I'm recording also. So no pressure. no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure at all. So the first question I always ask my guests, I mean, I will always <laughs> ask my guests, is your elevator pitch. So kind of like, who is Bridget? Um, like, why should we listen to this episode? Uh, kind of like sell your idea, but like yourself as, as in yeah. like your career. So I, my name is Bridget Clausen-Berlay. I'm from originally from Toronto, currently living in Vancouver, going to Vancouver Film School. And I am looking to, like, I'm working on my way of doing directing and screenwriting. And I made my first short film in 2019. It's currently up on YouTube. And I'm a big advocate for like more representation, particularly for asexuality and other parts of the LGBTQ plus community. Ben, that's awesome. I'm definitely gonna be like asking you more questions about that. But I didn't know you made your first short film in 2019. Yeah, it was like right before COVID hit, basically COVID. yeah yeah that's <laughs> like, insane got it you just got it done and then like lockdown <laughs> yeah we we filmed it in the summer of 2019 and then uh -huh. it went up like publicly on okay in December so okay we will definitely put the link in the Spotify or like wherever you guys are listening to this and you should definitely go check For some it reason it's it. been getting it's been picked up by YouTube somehow and suggested so that's that good nice. <laughs> that's really good yeah I see something like getting picked up two years and, ago and now it's got like 400 more views and I'm like what the heck so is going on here yeah YouTube but, like uh life of content is definitely longer which is why this podcast wild. is gonna be on YouTube the recording <laughs> so if you're listening to this go to YouTube film academy podcast and watch it um okay self-plug over there so yeah, there you go another question I have is so this is my like icebreaker I love icebreakers and I don't like like basic icebreakers. So I was like, okay, it needs to be about film. So this one is going to be your current favorite set moment. It's tricky because, um, because I'm at film school, we've already done some on-set stuff, like uh -huh. in regards to, well, there's, there's student films, but like yeah. they tell us not to use that phrase. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it could be any kind of set. It could be a funny moment. It could be a heartfelt one. Um, for instance, mm. if you want to think about it for a second, I can go with my favorite one. Sure. You sharing. go first. I'd love to share. So <laughs> my favorite one is always like, whenever someone asks me this question, the reason why I like asking this question is because I always think of my latest set. I don't know, for some reason, my latest set is always my favorite one. And every single set is my favorite one. I can't pick one. But anyways, <laughs> my current favorite set moment would have to be yesterday, I arrive on set and there's a dog. And I was like, Oh my gosh, the dog's name was Jibu, and he was the cutest thing ever. Definitely made it so much harder because he kept barking and like had to get so many treats to stay silent so that we can actually shoot and record sound. But it was just so cute. I had to like, I went upstairs to like 
shush him down for a little bit in one of the scenes. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm not aiding anymore. I'm going to be a dog sitter for this scene. <laughs> but it was really cute. That's, so that's my favorite current one. Okay. Um, I think if we're, if we're going with ones that are more recent, uh-huh. I'm going to go with one that was from school. So um, I was sec- second AC for, t- like, I wasn't supposed to be second AC twice because uh-huh. they do like rotations and all that. Oh but I ended up being second AC twice. <laughs> and at one point, the first AC, I feel like I'm, I can talk about these like <laughs> very strange little uh, things because most people know what these roles are who are uh-huh. listening to them. Should I explain what they are? I don't no, know. Should, the focus puller. Yeah, the focus puller. Um, I would constantly be going up to him asking for the focal length. <laughs> like uh-huh. they kept changing angles. And by the end of the shoot, I just walked over over to him and immediately he went to get the focal length. And oh, I was like, have I have ask. trained you. <laughs> that is cute. That's actually funny. It's really funny. Psychic. It's crazy. <laughs> That's why like working with the same people works. Yeah. I always say that. Anyways, I love that. Thank you. So now we can go into the questions. And I'm so excited because as you guys know, I don't go to film school. And I feel like a lot of people listening to this podcast, like my um, ideal audience is like people who don't go to film school, right? That's why it's called Film Academy, so that people can listen to this and get to learn like stuff, insights about the industry. So my first question is, obviously, the elephant in the room, you go to VFS. Yep. (laughs) And that's so exciting to me because I wanted to go to VFS. Really? And um, I never got to do it because my parents are like, um, they're like, oh, you should go get a real degree, whatever. Mm. And then uh, I still have thoughts in my mind because it's a one-year program. So it's not like like I'm sacrificing four years of my life. So my first question would be, how did that decision go for you? Were your parents supportive for you to go to film school or were they not? And also about your friends. Um. Well, I had been kind of adamant not to go to film school for a little while because <laughs> I was like, you just get jobs in the industry. It's totally fine. I'll just do that. But it became like a little bit more, it became a little easier when COVID hit because I was like, it's hard to do any of that right now. So might as well go to film school. And there was nothing really to do. So I was like, I'm just going to plan for moving all the way across the country for, for this and I had never like moved out of my parents house so it was like an extra push for that um yeah my parents were were supportive I did pay for tuition all by myself so it wasn't really as much financial support but I'm 26 so I kind of figured so yeah yeah I never really got the sense like I I was always pretty like sure of myself like going one direction or the other I was like well that's what I'm doing now and then I'll switch (laughs) it was like and now I'm sure of the other direction so I don't think any of them were very surprised Mm -hmm. just like okay but money (laughs) it's like yeah as long as you pay tuition it's fine you can you can you can be a film star yeah (laughs) another question I have is um so when you were going to VFS obviously you had to move from Toronto but Toronto also has like film schools. 
So T, why do why why VFS? <laughs> There's not really T. <laughs> um, I basically just didn't want to stay in Toronto. <laughs> oh, you didn't like Toronto? I mean, I like it. It's like where I grew up. I have that huh? kind of like nostalgia towards it, but I'd lived there for 26 years of my life and I yeah. really wanted to get out and kind of have that kind of independence and yes moving all the way across the country is a like <laughs> there's like it was either stay in the same city or move across the country there wasn't a half measure so That's yeah true. and other than that it was mainly the one year intensive like you said mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah I definitely agree because I think um what makes Vancouver Film School so unique is like they have this one year program which like if even if you do like another degree you can always go and do that um I I was considering that but I've decided against it (laughs) yeah you were like just film school yeah well I was considering doing two programs initially like I was considering doing their film production program Uh and then their writing program oh but in the film production program they still encourage like there's there's courses on writing and there's like the professors I can send them my scripts that I'm working on and get them to give me feedback and yeah so I don't feel like it's one or the other which is nice that's actually awesome to hear that like you have that um available that you can send them your scripts and get it read it might take a while to get back to me but uh-huh. you can edit this <laughs> don't bash my professors <laughs> No, that's okay. No, I feel like uh, one skill that's really important is like getting that feedback and not from your friends because I like when I read my script, I send it to all my friends and they're like, this is awesome. And I'm like, thanks, but I need like, you need that constructive criticism. So I think that's really awesome. Um, What else have you been enjoying at film school? Overall, I think because it's a like 12 month intensive Mm -hmm. they do a really good job of getting you on to sets like already in um term one we did a location exercise which was like I think it was about six it was at least six hours I can't remember exactly Mm -hmm. but we were rotating through all the roles that you get a taste of everything and it was like you change from one shot and you're the second one shot you're the second AC next shot you're the first AC next shot you're the camera operator so it's like constantly moving Mm -hmm. and then at the end of the term we helped the next term up on their shoots so you really got a taste of like what it's like and just knowing where you actually want to go (laughs) like because otherwise what I didn't want to do was be in a lecture hall for Mm -hmm. a year because yeah what's the point that is very true I have like a lot of questions after that, but I'll go with the first (laughs) one. Um, First one, I'm like so impressed. I think that's genius because for me, for example, I started as a first AD and to this day, every single set I've been on was about ADing. I've been on one set where I was a third AD, but that's still AD department. So like, yeah, I haven't really rotated. For example, camera department, I am so scared of because I'm like, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) And I think I read a lot about like, to be a good director you need to know about every single department right like what's going on in each of them mm-hmm. so I think that's genius that they're pushing their students to like at least try and get a taste of everything yeah it's I've never really even, seen the film school do that 
So it's even more so like with the overall program structure, you have like, I think uh, six months around there of like all of the different courses. So you have directing, producing, uh, post-production and production design all you're taking courses on all of those for like six months and then for the rest of it you specialize so you're already getting a taste of everything even if you hate it which is a, yeah. a little bit unfortunate but you're just kind of like oh, I don't like this course but you'll be like it's fine I won't be doing it forever True. yeah I love that so what will you be specializing in my idea right now is directing and cinematography Awesome. So I want to be both director. DP, I mean, you writer. have to, you have to choose two. Oh, like there's okay. two That's specializations. Why. So I'm like, makes I mean, I don't really want to be a DOP, <laughs> but I want to know as much as I can about the camera. Yeah. So. I think it's good. If you know more about it, then you can tell your DP exactly your vision and what you want. Yeah. So I love that. Another thing I want to ask is you said you were on set, like, from day one on school, which I think is so nice. That's another reason why I wanted to consider VFS because there are film school programs which are just like going into class and listening to lecture. Yeah. And I don't see how that's gonna help you in the industry for real. But how did you guys do that with COVID and everything? Um, well, for the location exercises, we, we were split up into groups. So it's mainly, I think at most it was like, 15 people mm -hmm. I think adding on like a few professors but other than that like it's wearing masks and and everything like we're distanced to an extent because mm -hmm. when you're a camera operator in a first AC you're very close to each other <laughs> you're like yeah. how do you get in there <laughs> but yeah it's it was like some of it was outside and then we moved inside so it was kind of it figured itself out <laughs> yeah just yeah. like safety procedures but I guess it's good that it didn't shut down because I know like film schools in Ontario like they just went into yeah. lockdown and they were like okay online school they actually were shut down for a little while uh -huh. which I have been trying to figure out how that worked apparently it was not fully shut down because they still needed like workshops to you know handle cameras yeah but yeah, we were one of the first terms to be fully back on campus. So that's yeah. fortunate for you because <laughs> you imagine paying that tuition and like not getting the in-person experience. Yeah. I can't believe that. Okay. Another question I have is, so you talked a little bit about your profs and how they help you and everything. Um, one thing I want to learn is like, so me and the rest of the folks listening to this podcast, like we don't go to film school, just assume mm -hmm. that. What has your, like, what is like one thing that your favorite film prof thought you that you're taking out of this film school one year film school intensive and you're keeping with you your entire life oh boy <laughs> <laughs> loaded it's question only, it's only been like three months oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a moment though like it, it doesn't have to be a thing that they thought you it could also be like maybe they encouraged you maybe they said something about the industry kind of getting the reassurance in directing class I think uh -huh. is really helpful because I've only done like one short film and then we did a in directing class our, our one assignment was doing 
like they called it a shot for shot so you Mm -hmm. take a scene from an already existing movie or tv show that has no dialogue and recreate it on your own so like every shot should be like extremely similar to what they did so you don't add dialogue to it still no dialogue. okay it's like because he doesn't want like lip syncing basically (laughs) but yeah it was a really amazing experience Mm -hmm. and getting to work with some of my classmates was like Mm -hmm really cool I had my own first AD so oh nice nice if you want to first AD hit me up I I got to fly I will fly for you you fly out (laughs) we'll put that in the budget okay yeah really so for the classmates yes keep it in mind that's that's important um for the classmates that's another thing I want to ask what's the tea like is it competitive like because I feel like so obviously if some like some of your classmates that want to be like first ac whatever gaffer like they're not in the same lane i guess as you mm-hmm. but if you want to be directors i know for a fact that some people are really competitive so one like i was wondering basically how is the competitiveness in your school i think it it really varies from class to class because i've talked to a friend who's already graduated and comparing between our two classes, it's like polar opposites. Mm -hmm. Our class is very supportive and I'm not sure how it's going to go when people specialize Mm because we haven't actually like had all the directors in one, like one group, but I, yeah, I, I always look at it like nobody's going to direct it the same. So it's, this is your project. If you, pitch to be the director and don't get it then too bad you weren't the person for the job so it's just kind of the way the industry goes too so that's a good mindset I love that and also like not no two directors are the same so yeah yeah and that's it's kind of the professors often try to like remind us that this is how the industry works Mm -hmm. because they're really trying to emulate the industry Okay. It's, it's very much like, this is how it works. This is what they've experienced in the actual industry. Uh-huh. It's not like, we're just making this up. <laughs> it's, this is things that they've actually experienced in their lives. I love that. So one controversial question about film school. So pretty much like anytime <laughs> someone asks me, <laughs> this is controversial. Um, um, <laughs> pretty much anyone, someone asks me about film school and like, they're like, oh, why don't you just go to film school? Like, this is my like, textbook answer to them I'll be like why would I go to film school to learn about like film profs that didn't make it in the industry because if they made it they would have been directors or like cinematographers whatever but they're here teaching a class and like no offense this is not to like diminish anyone you know what I mean maybe they just want to be a prof for real like maybe that's their thing they just want to teach it but I feel like um it is like common that people would go into teaching after they stop their career right mm-hmm. so yeah what's your thought on it's that? um without getting expelled? it's actually not the case at not the case bfs no okay it's not um we actually had our directing prof say that he's worked on uh movies with alumni like he's worked on uh shoots with students okay. and he's constantly like it takes him a while to put in grades because he's already back on set so it's it's pretty um yeah they're, they're pretty active 
people it's kind of surprising that they actually have time uh-huh. to teach yeah. like I gather like most of them aren't full-time mm-hmm. like I think sometimes you can have a professor in term one that won't show up again for the rest of the year because they're on set like okay. that's the case with my directing prof mm-hmm. he's like okay I'll see you at graduation <laughs> it's like what <laughs> where are you going that and is so eye-opening one that's of our cinematography professors has rhymed off so many credits that he's like he's gotten fired off a few but he's not bitter about it a few just a few um yeah so it's like and it's things that you'd know it's not like obscure little things that I'm like whoa okay (laughs) that's that's huge crazy bro I love that I want to go to VFS now but you know I'm like doing promotion for them yeah exactly <laughs> they should sponsor me. we should just tag them they should sponsor this episode but um that's actually good to hear I feel like that's like a myth you know what I mean yeah because that's what I hear as someone who don't go to film school of like oh they're just people who didn't make it in the industry anyways I had no idea that they're like there are people out there still working and teaching part-time or vice versa yeah that's pretty that's, cool it's also how they keep the curriculum so like fresh because mm-hmm. they're like constantly updating things with how the industry is evolving right that's true you're not learning something from like 20 years ago useful thanks <laughs> why am I paying exactly. this money <laughs> um next question I want to ask is so pretty much we kind of did this but basically for anyone listening right now who's like considering going to film school and maybe after listening they're like you know what I'll go to VFS (laughs) probably they can blame me yeah yeah (laughs) you you can get a commission off of their tuition (laughs) I don't know about that (laughs) but basically I want to ask about like a little bit about the process like did you have to because it's not a normal school right it's a film school so I'm assuming you're not going in with your high school grades did you have to get like a portfolio or some sort, something like that? Um, I think it's just as a formality that they want uh-huh. grades. Okay. Because I don't think they, personally, I don't think they really care about them. Um, I submitted, they want a submission, at least for the film production program, of either a film that you've done or like a script that you've written, like mm-hmm. a concept. And other than that I think you write like a little bio and answer a question of like what are your who inspires you and stuff I was like Mm -hmm. um Edgar Wright (laughs) and just like wrote that in I was like that's it I don't I don't know I just want to get to know you yeah that's cool kind of get a a vibe uh uh-huh was there like an interview like zoom call something like that um they have like admissions advisors that call people who are applying and you get kind of a little bit of an interview, but it's not, it's not like art school where like, I've, I've gone to art school before. Like I went to like OCAD in Toronto and one other, and that. those are a lot more like intense. Really? It, it's like, yeah, they're trying Wait, to break you down. <laughs> what did you do in OCAD? I didn't know you went there. That's so crazy. <laughs> I, I went there for two years and then dropped out. Um, oh. I was there for, like for drawing and painting uh-huh. and I was initially planning to go into like doing comic books and then decided to go into film 
after mm-hmm. I did that. So and that was film. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It is. So, um, yeah. Uh, like about film school, I think my last question is. Um, so I want you to really spill the tea. Is film school in general, not just VFS, film school in general, is it worth it? Well, <laughs> I've only gone to VFS. So I know, but like, I wouldn't know about the others. Do you think like uh, to get into the industry, like basically, is your tuition worth it? Worth what you're getting? Um, in regards to getting into the industry, I don't think it's necessary. Mm-hmm. I think more so for gaining connections, it's really helpful because you talk to profs who are in the industry and you have friends who are going into the industry. So you kind of like build up this network mm-hmm. and yeah, you can, if you get a good reputation on campus from your profs, they'll definitely like give you good feedback and like say, yeah, they're great to work with. So I think that's a definite plus, but yeah, it's not like required to get into the industry for sure. Like mm-hmm. as I think tons of people already know. Got it. Got it. I love that. So next question is like these are gonna be more so focused on being a female. Mm-hmm. Love that you're a female <laughs> in the industry. I I just I anytime I see a female, the other day I was on set and I saw a female, um, I think she was a gaffer, and I was like, oh, female gaffer. I found one <laughs> in the wild. <laughs> I saw people get a check off my list. No, but seriously, especially in the camera department, like I've never really seen a female gaffer before that. Really? So that's why when I saw her, I was like, oh, I'm so excited to work. <laughs> so yeah, my question with that being said is like, um, have you experienced like any, any setbacks, anyone putting you down um, as far as gender? This could also be being in the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm um yeah um it's in regards to like I've only really experienced it because I haven't really been on on sets a lot Mm -hmm. only regards to school and when I did my own short film it was literally just me and the actors so (laughs) it wasn't like um I didn't have a crew I actually did not I was Uh just holding a camera and going like this um you were everything dp i was <laughs> I, <laughs> except for caterer that was my dad shout out to my dad um yeah there's some like minor stuff but it's more things that people aren't really conscious about i'd say cuz it's uh there are some assumptions when i think our our class is about 40 60 like there's definitely more guys than girls and there's sometimes that you have to point out that it's like yes I know how to do this you don't need to explain (laughs) like I got it like I'll ask if I'm confused like you don't need Uh to step in exactly yeah I've definitely had moments I've definitely had moments especially when I talk to like people who have kind of made it who are like older so just like old white men to be honest <laughs> but like especially when I talk to them and they're like literally I hate hearing this sentence and they always say it they're like oh but it's such a hard industry to be in because you're gonna have a kid someday and you're gonna have a husband and I'm like um so do you <laughs> like you have a wife and you have a kid you did it why can't I do it yeah it's, it's just it's just, the, just the stereotypes yeah 
females rock and that's why like I love featuring them on my podcast and like we'll definitely have shit ton of females because representation also more about lgbtq Mm -hmm. um so I know like um a lot of not a lot of people but like for example tiff I've been seeing more representation recently at festivals and whatnot so my question to you is like I know you're into fantasy but do you like how do you plan on like integrating this um like how do I even explain that (laughs) let me rephrase that how do you like do you plan on integrating this into your films basically yes (laughs) short answer yes short answer I like that (laughs) me putting five hours to form that question on you yes that's an easy answer (laughs) um yeah I mean I'm doing more so like television stuff with it I think they're making serious strides in television kind of more so than film like film is kind of lagging behind a little bit yeah it's just kind of like always in the not even in the back of my mind it's like in the middle of my mind where I'm like oh where am I gonna put them (laughs) like what what's can I make this gayer (laughs) like can it can I just I love, can I make it more fruity can we just put some sprinkles on it I don't know <laughs> I love it um another question I have this might be controversial but sometimes I watch something right like what it's on tv and I think you're right more so it's on tv that they're like really pushing representation but I watch it and I'm like oh this wasn't even for example they'll feature like a trans character but it wasn't even played by a trans actor yeah it's a real problem. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, <laughs> I can't personally like speak for the trans community because uh-huh. I don't identify that way, but it is, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm like, like oh, I would boy. say I would rephrase it. Just, like that was just yeah. an example in general, like in the LGBTQ community, like taking actors mm-hmm. and giving them identities that they don't like. Yeah. They're not part of. I think it's it's tricky because it is a personal identity and mm-hmm. for like people in, on the asexual spectrum it's not something that's widely talked about and I feel like if you put out a casting call that's like looking for asexual actors which mm-hmm. I did for my short film yeah. thankfully got to <laughs> so that's awesome. yeah but it's like it seems like it would be hard. Mm-hmm. And I think Hollywood and like the overall industry is just not like prioritizing that mm-hmm. because it seems like it's, they don't think it's going to make the money. Mm. Whereas like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it will. <laughs> like, I'm like 99% sure. Yeah, it will for sure. Yeah. And I've seen like, there are some great, actors like trans actors who are just killing it in the industry and it it kind of makes me like when there was uh people on the lgbtq plus spectrum i'm gonna put it that way who are like mainly playing straight roles it's weird that it doesn't go like the other way I mean it does go the other way but you know what I mean um it kind of doesn't though I feel like yeah like they're very specific about like uh hiring uh specific uh people 
And the thing I'm like um, kind of mad about is like exactly what you said is like straight people play, um, for example, bisexuals or whatever, transgender people, but they don't get like they wouldn't never get a transgender to play a straight character. Yeah. Why is that? Exactly. You know what I mean? Because that limits the amount of jobs that the people in the LGBTQ community can get. Yeah. They've, they've already put them in a, in a box. Yeah. Like they I think that, that that's all they can do. Yeah, I hate that. They like, oh, like, and sometimes I like I get I get the vibe that this story wasn't even like written that way. They just add characters who are like from the LGBTQ community so that they can get representation, but it's like yeah. really you don't it's, even care. It's tokenism is what yes, <laughs> is what exactly. it is. And I hate it. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Right here. I love I love the fact that like I don't know in, on your stories on Instagram you're so open about the fact that you're like asexual and then you like you basically give representation right as an asexual female in the film industry and I love that thank you um we need more of that <laughs> we do we really do one of the like kind of it's kind of a hurdle that I, I'm trying to figure out is like to do with asexuality like I love writing stories that have asexual characters but the tricky thing is like doing casting calls for asexual characters because you know if if you get a allosexual person to play this role they probably won't understand what the experience is like and it's a very hard thing for people to wrap their head around a lot of the time because it's so different from how most people uh like 99 percent of the population actually experience the world that is very true that's a very good point because it's not like saying oh you just like lost your friend and then they can kind of yeah. know how to play that as an actor yeah one one of the best like asexual representation was in sex education uh -huh. and I don't I don't know if you remember the scene uh -huh. but I actually haven't like, seen it I will I, watch oh, it right after this it's, it's so good, it's good? Okay. Uh, <laughs> that that one scene had like the whole asexual community like freaking Coming out like yes like it was <laughs> and I think the way that she put it was um that you're basically like surrounded with everything you could ever want to eat mm -hmm. but you're not hungry mm. it's just kind of like I, I'm not I don't have a appetite like I don't know what to tell you that actually is like the best explanation I feel like yeah. to, to even explain it to someone who doesn't know this concept at all yeah I love it that. was like there you go you, you nailed it <laughs> it's like yeah it was know. all over TikTok at one point. <laughs> People were like, <laughs> "Are you on, like film TikTok?" I don't go on TikTok that much anymore. <laughs> okay, because okay. it I, would I, suck me in. <laughs> that's true, but I love I love film TikTok lately. Yeah. Um, maybe okay. One maybe maybe one day. Anyways, um, fantasy TV shows. What's your favorite one? Um. Okay, so writing wise. I'd say the magicians mm -hmm. and just because it was like an integral part of my life for like five years supernatural okay 
So go, <laughs> I'm like, writing wise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, there you go, guys. That's well, your recommendation. All of the supernatural week. fans will come yeah. after me, but it's fine. Yeah. The whole fandom knows. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? That's so funny because I don't actually, I don't think I've ever watched a full entire fantasy TV show. Really? Yeah. Huh. I, I would, would recommend love to, The yeah, Magicians would, is. I think I watched fantasy movies, but not TV. Okay. Yeah. I will definitely check that out. I will link everything. And this is your time. First of all, thank you so much for coming and talking to me. I learned so much about VFS and film in general and LGBTQ community. I really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah. Really, thanks for coming. This is your time to basically like pimp yourself out, any socials you have, your short film, where can people find you? Where can people friend you? My social media, basically, I have the same handle everywhere. It's Bridget, B-R-I-D-G-E-T, and then K, Brule, B-R-U-L-E. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm on Twitter, mainly on Instagram these days, and YouTube. So, Love yeah. that. And the YouTube is the same? Yes. Yep. Okay. And all of it will be linked down below, and it will be also linked on our Instagram. Yeah. Thank you so much again. <laughs>